0: Oh Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree! Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree! Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree! Oh Christmas tree! Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree! Oh Christmas tree! Did you hear
1: that? That stair squeaked! You know what we used to call that squeaky stair? The squeaky stair! Hello, oh, and welcome to a brand new mini episode of Fascinated with Films. We are going to have a
0: proper Christmas this year. Are you? In Florida. No. Oh,
1: in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, thought you meant you personally. Like you're going no, to sit under the tree and bounce up and down wait and wait open presents. That. <laughs> that fat fuck <laughs> didn't show up. <laughs> and we're sitting kind of, we, de- we do all the decorating and everything, but
0: you're right. That we'll- would make a great comedy if somebody <laughs> somebody came out of a coma from a little kid that they didn't realize that Santa wasn't there, but he was such a recluse that he didn't pick up on any
1: societal cues. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of Brandon Fraser in, uh, <laughs> like, uh, uh, Blast from the Past when he gets out of the, uh, the bomb shelter. Oh, hey, look, yeah, a Negro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a funny kind of romantic comedy type thing that I could deal with back in the day. But yeah, you are correct. We're going to have a cold-ass winter here everywhere, technically, except for Hawaii, which always seems to be in the 70s no matter what. You know, I looked at the temperature last night for Fairbanks, Alaska, and it was actually during the day there. But the temperature there in Fairbanks, Alaska is negative 33. (laughs) Negative 33 during the day. How the hell do you even... I'm so glad we visited when we did because... Well, here's
0: the thing. If it's day, yeah, it's that way the whole time. Yeah, no, th- for twenty four it,
1: hours, it's weird. I actually clicked on it, and it looks like it doesn't move for like two two degrees at nighttime compared to the day. Well, it's, it'll go down to negative. There's 35. still sunlight. Yeah. Oh, but, that's true too. Yeah, I guess because there is certain parts of the year, it, is it, it this time of the year
0: for a certain period? Half the year, it's it's never light, and the yeah.
1: other half, it's. I so just if don't it's know. Light right
0: now, then it's light all that day. True, so
1: true. the true. temperature probably wouldn't. change. I mean, it changed for us perfectly, but yeah, I know that does happen. In different parts I see of the these.
0: I don't watch any of them, but they have these. <laughs> this, this goes with Christmas because I, I like it, not really, but <laughs> 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 it does with snow and cold weather, so yeah. it feels like Christmas to me. That's what Christmas is. Ever since we moved to Florida, yeah, it doesn't feel like Christmas. That's no matter how many trees I put up, no many. It's nice. To have the farm because yep. I can look over at the, it's
1: the at the goat. Up north you have you have the storm window. the storm doors, you know. If and, you never lived up north, it's a it's a thing. It's an event. Yeah. It's another barrier to your day, the shout, weather. Shout out to our niece Haley, who is driving right now to move to Minnesota. Move <laughs> to Minnesota. And you know how the weather is driving there right now? Jesus. Drive safe, Haley. I know you're not listening, but You're not listening. <laughs> uh, but I, I give her props that that's a big move for for like kids in their twenties. And it was for me, you know, I, you know, anytime you move, you're like, Hey, this is a big moment, but you do it a lot in your twenties. So she'll probably move four or five times in her twenties before she comes back, uh, possibly. But that's a severe, like I lived in Florida my whole life. Now I'm going to live in Minnesota. That's a big jump right there.
0: (laughs) She got some kind of support network.
1: Yeah. She's living with her boyfriend and her family up there. So it's, it's nice. But uh, I mean, I I
0: always fantasize about, I remember spending time in, in, um, a Rooster County, Maine Yeah During the breaks Holiday breaks and stuff
1: Cool doesn't Christian bother school. me I, I, My body adapts to whatever environment I'm yeah. in really Well quickly. our cousin
0: He walks around in shorts Oh yeah He's
1: crazy He's, he's one of those Upper level uh, there was like a, uh, a meme I saw last night on Twitter, and it says uh, uh, "Michigan ladies aren't fooling around" or something. And it, it's all uh, women walking in the snow in like uh, high heels and dresses and shit like that. I, if you're I mean, up if there, you do it all the time. you're up there. You're used to that type of shit. Yeah, I would you know? come out of basketball practice and stay in my basketball yeah. uniform. Well, that's what people don't realize. When I was telling Haley about. I was I was like, every place up there is nice and warm and cozy. I said, it's just that. That moment from you leave yeah. the place uh-huh. to your car, yeah. and even in your car, it's it's nice and warm and cozy. So unless you didn't you're st- have remote start vehicles, yeah. too much. Oh then. yeah, yeah. Unless you're stuck outside for long periods of time, that's the only time it's really miserable, you know. But so this is our mini Christmas episode. We didn't want too much time to pass before we gave you guys another one, and we wanted to do something a little festive, and it's going to lead right up to our two B Tuesdays, uh, which start uh, next Tuesday. So. We figured let's talk a little bit about uh, a couple of Christmas movies we like. Before that, anything new happen to you that's exciting? Um, you would tell me about some videos or something you wanted to talk about. What were you just oh, saying you wanted to talk oh, about? Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I was watching this. I was doing a research project for my brother-in-law. They just they've been doing this movie, Cue the Muses, and uh, Cue the Muses. It's a, it's like that's a good name. It's like a six series, sci-fi goofy about people getting their creativity zapped from them. And then there's these, and they but they do a rock video. It's in a rock video. There's like a six minute prog rock video mm-hmm. during the 30 minute show. So it's kind of crazy. So I'm doing, that's not even the point. <laughs> I was doing research and I was watching this web series called My Music and it was basically a record company. It was, they were like six minutes long and each version of music represented there. They had the goth girl. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had the metal kid. Oh, they fun. had the hipster. And the hipster ran the place yeah. in complete hipster mode. Like, you can you do pl- that,
1: and everyone will know who the hell you're talking about in that rehearsal. Yeah. And so, there were like six minutes
0: long. I think had like nine series. So I was like, "This is brilliant." And all it does is take place in the office. It doesn't yeah. go anywhere. So I and I'm going to picture you this idea mm-hmm. for Murder Farm. Oh, nice. What if Murder Farm was this game show, but all we saw were some of the ancillary characters? And most of the murders would happen almost off scene. Like, you'd, it would, like the running joke would be something like the boom guy gets covered in blood like half the time. Yeah. And then he
1: talks like office style about. If I was going to do it, I'd, I'd want to do it with the producers completely involved too. Like yeah. in Video Village. Yeah. Like watching people in Video Village, yeah. uh, kind of uh, seeing stuff happen. So the murders that we see, we're seeing on yeah. the cameras. And themselves. like in this,
0: this game show can be a result of uh, them making assisted suicide legal, and that's how they,
1: maybe these interesting. There's something there. Uh, but and, four
0: minutes at a time and run it as a series. So mm-hmm. people – people,
1: YouTube revenue. I'm finding out you well, can make so much. Well, that's what I thought, I thought the YouTube, idea of having our. But it
0: has to be a lot of content. Yeah. So four well, minute clips. We'll, we'll, talk talk, about it. we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Have your people come
1: I'll, I'll have them call. <laughs> <laughs> Do
0: you still have people? Uh, I don't which is interesting. What made
1: right, I think of something when you're uh, when you while you were talking there about uh, uh, different people being represented for goths and hippies and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And it's weird what movies have done for us are like as a public public consciousness of what we think of different types of people. Yeah. It reminds me of a. Uh, Spielberg just came out like two days ago and apologized for what he did with Jaws and people's view of sharks. And people forget about that, that most people's kind of views of what sharks are. That's
0: the first movie that scared the shit out of
1: me. Yeah. And it's, it's all because we've watched Hollywood portray things a certain way. Because they had their own week. Yeah, I mean, like, well, and it's like six months long. <laughs> and you go to the, you go to the, yeah, you go to the, uh, the zoo, and you're like, why are these things not attacking? I said, That happened all the time, type of deal. But it was the same thing. People argue with uh, the opposite of that, with like polar bears. Coca-Cola has made polar bears look sweet and cuddly and everything, and they're like one of the most vicious animals Did in you the fucking see, there world. was,
0: I was watching a, it might have been with Joe Rogan, but he was talking to a wildlife wildlife yeah, he, he biologist talks or something a lot too. and he was talking about bears and populations and their diminishing habitat and they brought up a photo you know how they go on side tracks and like did you see that polar bear yeah, 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 yeah and they had a polar bear someone had spray painted graffiti all over Ooh. the side of it
1: maybe i had seen that picture joe
0: rogan's like that's gotta be pretty ballsy dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like,
1: uh. so but yeah Coca-Cola, coca-cola capitalized
0: on the using the polar bear like you were saying for
1: i want to go down to uh Paul's little movie nook here and tell you about a couple of flicks Where that I saw. Were Christmas movies? Uh, one of them will be a Christmas movie, actually. I have been re-watching a whole bunch. We watch all three of the Santa Clauses and I've realized I had never seen number two whatsoever. I own it. I had never seen number two. And three I had only seen like once, I remember. Three was actually good because it dealt with time travel. It was like a whole back to the future type Who of thing.
0: Who was this? This was uh, Tim... The Tim Allen one. Tim Allen.
1: Uh, I just couldn't... I can't stand him for some reason. I can't stand him, but he I don't, don't see him. Actor. I don't see him much, anyways, like on TV or anywhere. Yeah. So it, I try to see as little of him as possible. Yeah, I don't and I the, I the don't thing mind. is,
0: I have nothing. Ag- I don't know why I have it. I just can't stand his face and his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I not like your face, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, if you would, you want to spend like I feel the same way about Leah Dunham. I don't want to watch her for two yeah, hours. Yeah. <laughs> Or Is one someone hour. gonna punch this girl in the face yet? <laughs> I'm or not, no? Hey, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> advocating for violence whatsoever. I just don't, I don't know. I mean, Brad Pitt could easily punched her. And she's, in co- once upon I mean, she's attractive in her own way too. It's yeah. not even that. She's just, good annoying.
1: Well, and a lot of people are really good at playing that kind of annoying character. She too. gave back a a dog, yeah, and that it's, she adopted. It's been sitting in your craw ever since. Yeah, yeah It's it's fucked up. Can you imagine give, taking a pet home? He finally, his dream has been we see it all the time on Facebook with people need to rehome a pet that's been with me for 12 fucking years because we're moving like, away that's horrible that's horrible you're a horrible human being if you do if that you that give it
0: back after a week because it bit three of your kids <laughs> I'm okay with that but I think she had that dog for quite a while yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Like that's so sad.
1: Well, we've already dedicated way too much time to Liam okay. Dunham. I don't know what the that fucker. Uh, <laughs> see so, the face. There's I a couple right. movies I did see. My mom came up and visited last week, and we went to the movies. And this is one that made my very good list. Didn't make my fantastic list because obviously I, I try to keep a little uh, uh, wiggle room between what's between it. But it definitely made the very good. And I'll watch this every Christmas now. Is that Violent Night? It, it's exactly what you think it's going to be in the trailer. I mean, it's David Harbor playing Santa Claus, and Santa's badass. And he's a badass. He doesn't start off kind of be a badass. He doesn't want to be. But I mean, he's starting off at the bar drinking and everything. And then he's just he, he just in the wrong place at the wrong time. He's delivering presents to this mansion. And little does he know, and this is kind of a cross between Home Alone and Die Hard, very Home Alone and Die Hard. If you would have fused the two together and think David Harbour's Santa Claus is John McClane, that, that's what you're watching. It's exactly that. Uh, and the Home Alone part, obviously, is traps that need to be set and everything. And it all takes place in the house. But John Lacazamo is going to rob like... Beverly, De- Beverly D'Angelo, <laughs> another Christmas lady, uh, obviously from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and uh, she is the head of the matriarch of the family, and they're all rich. It's a great satirical look at rich people and that they don't give a shit about people, and they're turning on each other at times, like constantly through the things. Mom, I've always loved him better than you are. They position themselves close to the mother where the other people are trying to pull him back and everything, it, like physically and like figuratively, and it, it's it's quite clever in that way and because it's not like done completely stupid. So John Lacazamo breaks in with like 15 other people and they're going to take this place out and they're all nicknamed gingerbread man and the different code names and everything. And Santa just happens to be delivering, uh, Presence when it happens, and, like, and then this, this shall not he, stand. He realizes they're all on his naughty list. He opens his oh, naughty shit. list, and they're all on the naughty list. And he's communicating with a girl through a uh, walkie-talkie and everything, and she's helping him everything, and she's cute, and it's it's super fun. But there's some like there's some gore on this movie. I mean, they're not holding back. This is a strong R. there's is a scene where he like stabs this guy in the eye with like a a star that was on top of the tree, and then he turns it on, and it just catches yeah. the guy's head on fire, and it just sits there and, with it on fire. I,
0: I think back in the day, I think studios, like a Christmas movie that's that's sort of tongue-in-cheek, we can't let it get at our rating.
1: Oh, man. Silent Night, Deadly back Night then. was roasted. Pull up documentaries just on that. There's a great Scream Factory, and I should own it. I, I had to spend enough money on the DVD to get Silent Night, Deadly Night, because it's not an easy movie to find. Um, and uh, it's a phenomenal phenomenal and is probably a a bad word for it. It's very good of a horror movie and everything. But yeah, that was not kind of PC back there at all. But it was good. I would definitely check it out in the video uh in the movie theater and now's the best time to kind of do that thing. I also watched this is one everyone can watch. It's on Tubi. It's called QT eight, the first eight, and it's a documentary on Quentin Tarantino. And it's, okay. it's fucking amazing. It's just literally just clips from the movies and the actors talking about it and Samuel L. Jackson talking and Tim Roth talking and uh, everyone, everyone's on there talking uh, about their different roles and what they thought and how it was to film with Quentin and they're showing behind the scenes stuff. Zoe Bell's telling all stories about it and it's just great. It takes you all the way up to Once Upon a Time and even talks a little bit about Once Upon a Time but I think they were, I think it was in production when this documentary came out.
0: I have uh, a, I have a, a weird relationship to Quentin Tarantino movies. Oh, yeah? He's one of my third he's probably my third favorite. Yeah, he's director, probably my third or fourth. But I have to be in the mood to watch oh, one yeah. of his movies. Oh, yeah. I can't just put like there's a lot of like Fincher movies I can just put on yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. No, for sure. For like, sure. I, I can, can I don't need to be in the mood to see. People would Fincher almost movie. think
1: Walter Hill's my favorite because he's a director that I can just Put, I can put 48 Hours on yeah. or The Warriors on, and I just have it in the background, and I love it. But yeah, I, f- I feel what you're saying. Same with Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson is the same way. You just can't throw Boogie Nights on. You have to be in the a, mood for a Boogie Nights yeah. kind of watch. Well, I watched this documentary, and immediately I put Jackie Brown on. And I watched the three-hour Jackie Brown right, right there. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. Uh, because, and it, it's weird. that It's not like the one you would think I would immediately put on, but I hadn't seen it in a while. And I was like, man, this is such a fantastic movie. A lot of it was because of Robert Forster talking in the documentary. He was like, this guy gave me a chance. And he came up to me and he said, you got to do this. He says, I'll do it. He says, the "Studio's not going to let you do it. And he says, no, this is my movie. I cast the movie the way I want to do it. And you're going to be in it. And everything. Michael Madsen had some of the best, Interviews in this whole thing, and usually that that sentences said much. <laughs> Is he, did he get canceled? <laughs> Michael Madsen, I don't think so. No. I don't think isn't so at weird all. That that he's w- just a weird word dude. Exists now too. What's that? The word "canceled"? Like you knew exactly. What and it and meant. they go into the Weinstein stuff. They kind of bookend it with it. But I mean,
0: they were par- they Oh, they were hand in hand. They, in were, hand they were almost
1: best friends. And he tells stories. And he tells and uh, he tells stories about. Uh, Weinstein, and then Michael Madsen has a great kind of. He's the one who mainly talks over the Weinstein stuff and talks about what happens and and the relationship and this and that. And it was it was fascinating. I definitely recommend. It I takes a lot some,
0: of people surrounding you to look the other way for a Weinstein to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah that's the sure. problem. Uh, it, it's it, it's horrible. They didn't they didn't bring the documentary down. A, a great. I mean, deal on I'm it. glad it was, that they was had a talked good, about it, it because yeah, it would have been weird if they didn't make <laughs> it. Because Literally all those Miramax hand, guys...
0: I didn't even know they were friends. I just knew they were hand in hand.
1: Friends. I don't know if they were friends, but people, they, they did go out together and drink and do stuff like that, but... Uh, he saved that for backrooms. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't talk about it all. I mean, Kevin but Smith, Kevin Smith was buddy-buddy with him, too. I mean, yeah. Kevin, all the Miramax people, anyone that made Miramax yeah. films back in the day, I mean, had a big kind of uh, I, thing with him.
0: I, I mean, I'm not going to watch that
1: movie, I don't think. Which one? The QT8?
0: No, the um, the, the one she said that came out that just came out. Oh, is that what that's about? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it's that's what that was the, about. The people that originally came out. It's a good documentary.
1: It. I'm all about it. I, I like a good documentary, yeah. so I'll, I'll watch it uh, for sure. That but De Palma documentary is like this. QT8 made my very good list. That De Palma documentary made my fantastic list. It was really really good. Well. One movie that made my fantastic list this year, and and it made sense that it made my fantastic list because there's movies that are coming out that have been nominated for the year, and there was one that I there was there's several that I want to check out. There's several that I could not be interested in, not Oscars like Golden Globes, I guess it is. Uh, Like I still haven't seen Top Gun. Uh, I guess I'll see it at some point, but I'm not in a rush to see it. But one that I was in a rush to see, and it was on HBO Max, was the Banshees of Inishhirin, and oh my god, that movie! Do you know what that is? No idea. It's the same guy that directed In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths. So we already know oh, we're okay. going to like yeah. it. You know you're going to like yeah. it. And it starts Colin, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. So already oh, two, two great actors, two, uh, two Irish actors in it. In Never, it. Th-
0: those are the same ones that were in Bruges, Yeah, right? in
1: Bruges. But it also includes Kerry Condon, you know, that girl who played, who was married in that Rome show. She was married to... With um, the red hair? Yeah, with the red hair that we okay. really like. She was
0: in Unleashed. Was she the one that they prayed through the streets? Now,
1: uh, no, 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 no. Uh, she was in uh, Unleashed with Jet Li. She was the one that was being okay. super sweet with Jet Li yeah, and with yeah, Morgan yeah. Freeman. She was amazing in it. And so four people have been nominated for the Golden Globes. Those three and Barry Coogan, who's amazing in this movie. Barry Coogan above the other three should win. He plays kind of like mentally handicapped slightly, and uh, but he's so sweet and funny in this movie. I just I just love this movie. And it's a very simple story, and it tells you exactly what's going on in the trailer. So I have no problem telling everybody. So it's very slow. Going to get that right out there. It's definitely very slow, but it's so rewarding, and there's so much going on. You know, sometimes you're watching a movie, and you're and you're like, oh, my God. This thing is layered upon layer upon layer, and there's things that you know are representing other things. It's one of those movies that you're like, I need to watch this very soon. Mom like a, watched it. Like Memento, uh, almost. Have to. No, she didn't watch this. She watched that. I recommended that Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, which is a movie we're going to be doing on our Tubi Tuesdays. And mom watched it twice in two days. I I told her, I said, yeah, it's good. It's that good. And the Banshees one was like that. So what happens is the very beginning of the movie, you get the idea that Brandon Galician and Colin Farrell were friends, but at the very beginning of the movie, he ghosts Colin Farrell. And he, that's another term yeah. uh, modern term obviously but we all, we all I've yeah been i've been doing, doing it for years, years. i didn't a term for, it. No term for it i, I was to, the dude at the bar
0: that yeah. if you turned around and i wasn't there you're oh, yeah. like i didn't say goodbye to anybody yeah yeah i just see you i'm
1: gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dave must be gone uh but so at the very beginning of the moment colin farrell and he talks a lot, and he's like, why uh, why aren't you talking to me? He says, I just don't like you anymore. He's like, what do you mean you don't like me? He's like really taken aback. He's like, I just don't. I, f- I find you very dull, and I'm, I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. Don't come around and talk to me. And he keeps coming around and talking to me, and it seems weird. And you're wondering, what the fuck did Colin Farrell do to this guy? And so is Colin Farrell. Uh, and uh, everyone in the town, it's like a small town in Ireland, like literally have to walk to the one bar in town. It's it's, it's farmers, and that's News it. News
0: spreads quick.
1: Uh and they all know what the hell's going on between you two and he's not telling him. and Colin Farrell's not getting it and Brendan Gleeson's like you're bringing me down he plays the fiddle he just wants to be creative he thinks he's it really it brings me into that whole uh, used to hang out with a lot of drug friends back in the day and you know you had to eliminate some of them from your life miss... just because they were they're, they're not worth the best of people and they'd be bringing you down it had yeah. those vibes to me when I was watching this movie but this is when the movie got good about halfway into the or 30-40 uh, minutes in the movie Brendan Gleeson comes to him and says don't come near me again. If you come and talk to me again, I'm going to cut off one of my fingers and I'm going to give it to you. He says, and then every other time you come after me, I'll cut off another finger and I'm going to give you that. And he says, and I'm not ser- I- I'm serious starting right now. And, he, cut and fingers. he can't help himself, man. Colin Farrell can't help himself. He, doesn't, he can't help the fact that why aren't you hanging out with me? We are friends. We drink together. And he keeps going over to him and I can't tell you where the places this movie goes, but it goes... Places where you think it's gonna go, it's like holy shit, this got dark, and uh, it's crazy. He did something. It, Witness. It's something. crazy. It's crazy. Mm. So what's uh, The Banshees of In the Sheeran. It's just out now. It just came out, uh, and it's so on I HBO Max. I don't have HBO. Max. Uh, you might be able to use my code. I don't know if it's been used too many times, but you if might. If you're listening to HBO, uh, no, they let you use up to whatever it is. <laughs> After that, I think they have a problem with it. Uh, they'll they'll allow four or five, I think, is what it is. But it is phenomenal. It's an anime for all the Golden Globes, and it's rightly deserved. There's another movie I saw that I'm going to wait until the next pod to talk about uh, that was also fantastic. But uh, definitely check that one out. So let's talk. I told Dave, I said, let's come up with a little Christmas kind of uh, mini thing here. We can talk a little bit about it and tell us what we like about it just so it could be stuck in the Christmas season. I chose to talk about my favorite christmas movie i love them all you know i have a stack that i pull out at christmas and i just put whatever in so i probably watched 14 christmas movies so far but one of my favorite ones that for some reason never gets any love i never see it on tv uh no one talks about when they talk about it is surviving christmas so that and with ben affleck and james gandolfini so i'm gonna talk a little bit about that residuals though Oh, it was a shit show, from what I hear. I'll talk about that too. But what is going to be your? I'm just gonna
0: movie? go with the classic Ralphie Christmas story. Christmas story, the original. Yeah, love it. I did they totally remake talk it? About they that. made an. Old they made a one? sequel. Well, they, they there was a sequel
1: already. Like How many was years Christm- after the first one? Ten or fifteen. Ten mm, or fifteen years afterwards, and it wasn't any of them in there. It was. Uh, they just used the name. I kind of think it was Jerry O'Connell in it. I can't remember completely. But I, I know it was garbage. Now and the I new know, one, now I, actually, I know I, hate I actually him. saw the new one on Netflix, the Christmas Story Christmas, and it was cute. You know, it was, it was cute. I mean, but maybe that's what we would have thought about the Christmas Story if we watched it now and not back in the day. I mean, the, the we magic of Christmas,
0: the magic of Christmas ends. 16 or
1: 17
0: yeah 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 yeah. And yeah i i mean i appreciate the holidays and i like getting together with my family like and you friends. said it
1: it feels a lot more like it up north than it does yeah here. when if you're I, walking around on snow and the lights are all on and like you're going to the Marie and i
0: went to new york a few times during yeah, christmas it's beautiful and went by the rockefeller tree it's, and watched ice people
1: ice skating yeah. and getting hot chocolate and it feels like christmas yep yeah, it certainly does so we watched this movie since we were kids I mean we yeah. watched it when probably you, when we you, were was it five mean? or six 82 maybe 82? sounds like and it was take, took place in the 50s now an interesting thing about this director and I always find it there's always directors that you find out direct one thing and then they direct another and they're complete polar opposites yeah. Bob Clark has always been that guy for me Bob Clark directed he, Christmas he Story kids? no uh, no but that does sound like him it's someone that's Larry Clark Larry I think Clark. or Clark something I think it is Larry Clark uh, no, Bob Clark did did Christmas Story, and then he did Porky's. All right. <laughs> and even more different than that, he did Christmas Story, and then he did Black Christmas, the one of the first slasher movies ever made. And they were very close to the same time period. That's the one with Margot Kidder and the killers okay. in the attic. It was at the uh, sorority house, okay. and he keeps calling up, very similar to when a stranger calls. They had to trace the call. The call is coming from in the house. but And they never catch him. He's in the attic, and he just slips down kills somebody, brings him up there, or they come up there and he kills him and he has him up there and the dead body is like in the rocking chair in the front window through the whole fucking movie and no one happens to look up at the window and see that there's somebody with like a, a bag over their head with their mouth like in a uh, rictus grin. The cop in it was uh, John Saxton who's uh, from, uh, that he played Nancy's dad a, in Nightmare yeah, on Elm Street. A cop and everything. Yeah, he's a cop or he plays... A, I, one movie he's in that always surprises me is Enter the Dragon. I mean, fought... Bruce Lee and Andrew the Dragon. <laughs> he was one of the guys that went to that uh, that island to to fight to the death. It's
0: crazy. I saw *Unabomber* and I thought it was a documentary. Yeah. It's like the true story. Turns out it was a movie. And the the dad was Dean no, not the dad, the FBI agent was Dean Stockwell mm-hmm. that was hunting him. Oh, interesting. So that's ain't a documentary. But the brother was played by Ted from Airplane 2.
1: Uh, Ted Striker. Ted Striker, <laughs> <with> long, <laughs> yeah. long, long hair. From both, he's from the first one, ends. So. And the
0: play in the Zodiac. What the hell's his name? Man? Playing playing oh. Kaczynski was somebody you would know. I should even look him up. Yeah, look it up.
1: What's uh? I, I can't remember Ted uh, Striker's name. No Damn right. Hayes, something Hayes is his name. I can't remember it. You'll you'll see it on there. But so we all know, twenty four hours of Christmas story. It's I mean does deservedly so, and I usually catch like 15 minutes here and 15 minutes there, where the point where I don't usually ever have to put my copy on, but I have a great Blu-ray copy of it because it is on my list of, I don't think it's on my 250, but it's probably on my 500. Uh, it should probably be higher than it is just because I've seen it so much and it had such kind of memories for me. There was always a, there was moments of creepiness and kind of unsettlingness in Christmas story. Like when, when he said the fudge word and the way they played his dad, you you never knew because dads in the 50s were like this. It always seemed like... Um, Sorry, that guy.
0: He played... Oh, Te- Tobin Bell. He played... Yeah,
1: yeah. Tob- He's from Saw. He was great. Yeah. He
0: played Ted Kaczynski.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He it was like a very he-
0: low budget movie,
1: but it was very interesting. It was good, huh? It, recently? No, it couldn't <laughs> be too recently because uh, Dean Stockwell's been dead for a while.
0: How long has he been dead?
1: Ten years, Maybe. Sounds about right. So probably around 10 years <laughs> Who knows when the streaming comes? <laughs> yeah.
0: Things find third, fourth
1: lives. Yeah. Oh, what was I saying? Is as, as sweet as the dad turned out to be, every time you watch it, it almost seemed like he could be the dad that hit would hit <laughs> Ralphie because they were always really concerned of what their punishment was going to be. He was yelling in the basement at the thing. You can thing. make that argument. He, he got real angry when he was out at the car and everything. He never does anything and everything, but it was like... And that was a lot of our youth, you know. You had adults that got angry, and you never knew if you were gonna get, you were gonna get, well, get smacked in the head. Well, I think they hatch. were
0: told is like spank your kid's butt yeah. with a belt. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to do it very often. Yeah. You do, it but once, you do it. The kids. and hurt them
1: makes sense. I'm I mean, just I'm not again. I'm not. I don't have whatever, kids. I don't have to make that decision.
0: I don't have kids either. I don't have to make a decision. If you have a kid and you want to spank them, I don't think you should do it. No, but I not. can't tell you what you should. Yeah. I, I mean, if
1: we've if we've learned anything as we're aging now and we're watching, people, I'm fine. I'm age, I got spanked with a belt. But that's the thing too. You realize, people being fucked up happens when they're like between five and ten. Yeah. That, that's where that fucked up shit happens yeah. to kids yeah. that carry Forget through it. them their entire fucking life and that's kidding. why I that's another reason I don't want kids I don't want that responsibility that's a lot of responsibility and it could be something stupid someone comes to the house and they didn't realize it was a friend of yours and they got scared shitless and yeah. now they're scared shitless for the whole life Kevin Smith talking about talked on a uh, pod uh that just dropped this week, how he was going on a water slide when he was a kid and uh, the the teenager who was working the water slide held him back and said, Nope, pregnant women are not allowed on this uh, on this ride and everyone around him laughed and everything. And Kevin Smith says he has never gone to a water park again. He has never takes his shirt off. I he says he story. never takes his shirt off for sex because of that specific instance yeah. that happened when he was a kid. Some teenager making a joke. I mean, it's so insane how what sticks as you as a child. So it does make sense. Yeah, that's our uh, that's our psychology. <laughs> Minute. If it was, it was a Christmas
0: sad. memory, it's a good thing. Yeah. So we, I have great, have, we it, had great. We had great. We had great. We. I don't. So. I can't remember a Christmas that wasn't awesome. No,
1: all our Christmases were awesome. Like, our our parents went next level. Even on us. even
0: if they were fighting, even if they weren't together, yeah, they really put on a show.
1: They didn't fight around us much. They, I heard they fought. Why they thought later, we were asleep. Right, yeah, were asleep. We would hear yelling downstairs. But it was mostly, why you going to the bar and not coming home? I'm dealing with the kids all day long. Yeah, well, be, it was always I'd sad. be yelling too. Yeah. I, I get Even as a, like a five-year-old, I'm, I'm sitting there in my bed going, I get it. <laughs> it makes sense. Mom's driving herself crazy and dad's. Uh, and yeah. I, I get his angle too kids i get you off at, i kids. get off at work at 5 i got to come home to kids that i got to deal with for 4 hours or i can go to the bar and drink with my buddies for 3 of those hours and then come back the last hour they're awake sounds good to me yeah yeah i think it's <laughs> been generation that's happened so uh, but
0: it, what, the funny thing about the christmas story is that it was for us yeah but it was in it was in the time period of our parents
1: yeah it was so very, they wanted to
0: try to capture both of those audiences yeah,
1: it's true What are some of your favorite scenes? No one listening to this is unfamiliar with the Christmas story. So what are some of your favorite scenes that happen in this movie? Oh, like if you were to watch the 24 hours and if you were just popping out of the room, what scene are you thrilled to have on when you walk into the uh, room?
0: I mean, if I was going to narrow it down when he finally gets to go see Santa...
1: Oh, that, see, that was one of the creepy moments, too. Yeah, it was creepy, but I liked it. <laughs> With that kid, like, I like Santa Claus, too. But they like used him. the fisheye lens, yep. when he was, like, looking up at them. And, and it made sense, too, as a kid, seeing Santa as, like, a superstar, you know? Yeah. I, I got... Uh, I remember going to see Santa as a kid. You always cri- thought it was... I, I to a certain point, you always think it's Santa. Yeah, but when... I remember mom taking me to see Santa with Matt. I don't know where you were, if you were just too old for it or something, but I remember crying so much that they didn't even have me go in to see him. Matt went in and got his picture. They still brought me out the candy cane and everything. I was just, I was losing my shit before we even went in. So I don't know. So it makes sense to me when you see that scene in A Christmas Story, like you said, where it's done with a fish eye and it's done like this. And uh, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, I mean, for me... The present scene is always one of my favorites. I also love the scene where they're changing the tire. Uh, Oh, when he steps up,
0: when he comes in the threshold in the bunny suit for the first uh, time.
1: Yeah, see, that whole scene was so good. They recast the mother, which makes sense. The mother now is, she's still alive, but she's like, She's like nine hundred almost, so they got uh, in the the newest one on Netflix. They got Julie Haggerty to play her, and she was phenomenal. Okay. She yeah. was she was really good in it. And it takes place around the they, he comes back into town because the father has died, and he has to write the eulogy for him. But since they're in town, he wants to give his kids the Christmas that they al- that he always had as a kid. And it, nothing's going right, and he's really trying hard. That some what's weird about the the new version is. Those kids were good kid actors. They're not good adult actors. I know Peter Billingsley is behind the scenes a lot. He produces a lot. He writes a lot. He does a lot of stuff. And I think that's where he belongs. He's not an actor. And I think is, he knows that, too. I think he, is an art form. But his two friends were actually good. The kid from the toy, uh, he ballooned up nicely, pound for pound, one of America's <laughs> finest actors. <laughs> he he runs a bar in town, uh, and he's what the one who the one from the toy who sticks his tongue to mm-hmm. the uh to the thing and he's They're funny young to and be the other kid man. the other kid was funny too it was really good but yeah for me it's those scenes that i love i love the uh and this is very kind of what barb clark kind of brought to this the not flashbacks, but those imaginary scenes, like they're going to feel bad for washing my mouth out with soap. And then they cut to the scene of him showing up later in life. What happened? So poisoning poisoning. and he's blind and everything. And even the father is so (laughs) good. And I knew we shouldn't have used safe boy or whatever he said. I can't remember the line. Uh, So funny, man. And there's probably a lot of that you can't do. I mean, the far ra 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 thing you might not be able to get away with these days at the end, but it was so funny, you man. You could get away with that. You probably—the producers would cut the hell out of that. I mean, we're going to do it—we're about to make a shift, I think, where, where comedy is going to take it back and they're going to allow people to do stuff uh, that they—it's going to be a slow push, but I think people are going to be all right with some— it's like in the 60s and the 70s where they tried to, like, push the envelope in action and drama movies and everything. I think we're going to have that You again. should let comedians say whatever they
0: want. Yep. If you don't want to listen to them, you shouldn't listen to no. them. You shouldn't I mean, give them money. If producers don't think that they can sell their stuff, they won't put on shows for them. But I, yeah, I to mean, tell like, someone, you know, I, I see people get, when they get canceled because someone finds out they're sexually abused a bunch of people, I'm totally for no, no, that. No, no, totally
1: for that. But, but like Shane Gillis not being able to be on Saturday Night Live because he made an Asian joke. Like could, could Don Rickles be around? No. Nowadays? No, no, but no, no. But he did it to everybody. He did, but it was some of the slurs that he used he didn't call. He yeah. he he had no problem. So there's definitely a limit. Yeah, there even back then, helped, I loved Don Rickles back in the day, but he was using terms for Mexicans and, I mean, calling them wet packs and everything like that that just were flowing off his tongue <laughs> so easily. Yeah. So probably not, but... Christmas Story is still, I mean, it's a classic. Everyone watches. There's a reason it's on for 24 hours. I mean, you could easily do that with a Christmas Story, which is interesting because the Christmas Story has elements that they completely cut out for the TV version. You know, they cut out this. I might have mentioned this on the pod before, but it gets me every time I watch it. And I always tell myself when I'm watching it, I'm like, I own this movie. What the fuck am I watching on TV? Yeah. Now, now I'll get up and I'll change it. I'll put the Blu-ray in, especially for something like this. Like, I, I turned on Christmas Story, and I've done this a couple times, where I've come to the scene where John Randolph, who plays Clark's dad, and they're having that heart-to-heart at the end. He's like, how'd you do it, man? And he says, well, I had a lot of help from Jack Daniels. They cut the Jack Daniels line out. Oh, did they? Yeah, they cut it out. He All he says is, I had a lot of help. And then, boom, goes to the next scene. What movie is this? Uh, Christmas Story. Uh, no, uh... Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas yeah. Vacation. Yeah, I thought that was crazy that they did that.
0: But I mean, they, they the public yeah. demands certain things, and yeah. if you want to make money, you either have to say I'm gonna, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna bow down to it, or I'm not. I mean, I don't blame someone for, for if they think they can sell. I mean, that that's movie, network. That's network. Take that TV. line out. That's it's, fine. It's network. It TV. sucks that they have to do that because yeah. that's its original. I mean, it'd be like changing a bunch of Caddyshack lines that I've yeah. been
1: saying in my head for the last. I mean, I understand them taking the line uh, "Jimmy fucking K" out of it. Obviously, you can't say that, and it's so weird that they even included that in there. Uh, they, I think, if they went back, they would have not said that line, and they they still would have had his rant. You know, uh, where he just goes off on uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, after drinking the eggnog and everything. But I think there's a couple key lines that they probably would have taken out. I think a lot of people probably would have You went back to their films like that. But one movie that I love, let's talk about some Surviving Christmas, because I feel like as much as everyone knows Christmas story, not as many people know Surviving Christmas. How many times have you seen it? Have you seen it? You've seen it once, right? I have seen it. I can't say I've seen it all the way through. Oh, really? I love this movie, and I think I've turned my wife. I've turned my wife onto it, and she finds it very good too. And I love that she does. And I I love everything about this movie. I love how it was cast, and from every account of what I've looked up, these actors were making the shit up as they were going along. It was one of those nightmare sets where James Gandolfini and uh, Ben Affleck were just say, "What do you think would be funny here?" And they do it, and it turns out that that was the correct decision because they were smart. there's no doubt that Catherine you O'Hara. You the right people. Catherine O'Hara has no problem doing that because she's no, comes she's from. she's the queen of it. She's, she's the a- queen of improv. So, yeah,
0: she's with that one group that does all every. Yeah, single. she was all Christopher Guest's That's, people, um,
1: and she was in Second City, and she was at The SCTV. dog walking
0: one. Her character in the dog walking one was really good.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all, everything. I think she's she's phenomenal. People love her in Schitt's Creek, yeah. obviously, but I love her in this. So you've got Ben Affleck, James Gandolfini, ah, oh, so good that they cast James Gandolfini in this. Catherine O'Hara and Christina Applegate, which I I love Christina Applegate, she was my first kind of real crush as a kid. Uh, and it's so great seeing <laughs> you in this alone, movie. Yeah, by no, the way. for sure, for sure. <laughs> in case you thought you was <laughs> yeah, special, yeah, no.
0: what? Just not just me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had a TV show.
1: Remember to the point where I I call Kelly Bundy dresses. Kelly Bundy dresses every time I see those tight a dress? like dress. Yeah, summer dress. No, those like tapered oh, completely pencil like. Skirts. Yeah, but super super short mid yeah, thigh. Yeah. I would say. oh Kelly Bundy dress. Those things were classic in the nineties. Not very much now. Maybe they'll come back. But everything in the nineties does. But if you're not familiar with Surviving Christmas, uh, Ben Affleck plays a super rich advertising guy, and they have a great scene at the very beginning where he's uh, he's pitching very similar to like Boiling Room that he's pitching a uh, a alcoholic eggnog to Peter Jason. You know he's Chuck Fleming, Action okay, news, yeah, yeah. and they're at the boardroom table, and he's talking about. One of the key lines, and I always find it funny, it's like one of the key lines of the advertising thing is, uh, drink our eggnog so you can tolerate your family. Uh, And you can enjoy the holidays with your family. Like, join our family so you can enjoy the holiday with your family. And Peter Jason's like, are you trying to tell me that we should tell people that their family is so bad that they're going to have to uh, drink alcoholic yes. eggnog. And he's like, no, I'm saying we, uh, the only way to enjoy the holidays is to drink your eggnog, farm fresh, alcohol. And he, and uh, he's like, I love it. And then they go on. And he, he's like high as life, but he realizes, he goes back to his... He's empty inside. He's empty inside. He had a horrible... It's a classic. He had a bad childhood, and he goes to Stephen Root. And Stephen Root, uh, who's on his way to out of town, he meets him at the airport... Is that Jimmy James? uh, Yeah, Jimmy James.
0: I went back and watched some of the news radio. Oh, it's so good. Him and and Phil Hartman. And
1: it wasn't even his psychologist. It was his girlfriend's psychologist that he met there. And Stephen Root's like, who are you? And he's like, you're my my girlfriend's... uh, Uh, psychiatrist and he laughs he said oh my god you're drew and he's like why are you laughing he's like nothing (laughs) nothing can't talk about it he's like and he tells him his situation he he's like i'm really busy right now this is the best i can give you i heard it on a radio show maybe it'll work he says you write down all your grievances you go to your childhood home and you set them on fire and you throw them in the air and you say i forgive you and he says yeah that's a good idea i'll set it on fire and then it all goes away he's he's not simple ben affleck in this movie but he's childlike in a a Mm -hmm. lot of different uh He's charismatic Charismatic and goofy, and he's got a lot of money. He's very likable. And so he goes to his childhood home, which just happens to be the current home of James Gandolfini and his wife, Catherine O'Hara, and the son, who I'm not sure who plays the son, and then uh, Christina Applegate, who's not there right yet. She comes in in the middle of the movie. She's away at college, he, so he sets his grievances on fire, and James Gandolfini comes out and nails him in the back of the head with a shovel, and knocks him on the ground. And thinks he says, "We done with that burning shit?" And he comes in there, and he's like, "I'm That's sorry, New this was my style, This right is there. yeah. This, this <laughs> is my childhood home. I just wanted to come and visit, and everything." Is there a way that you may be able to show me around the house? And Catherine Harris is like, "Yeah, I'll give you the tour." gives her the tour and everything and has some of my favorite lines where he's going up the stairs and he's it's like creaky, squeak, squeak. Did, did you hear that uh stair squeak you know we used to call that the squeaky stair <laughs> it's just the way he said it and one of my favorite lines from kathryn harris when he gets into his bedroom and he's like wow it's so small did you do something and Catherine harris, <laughs> Catherine harris says he says yeah we had it reduced it cost a lot but yeah i think it was worth it <laughs> like
0: she's totally effing with him
1: totally fucking with him and uh, even gets him a cup of coffee and he's like hey is there anything for dessert and he's like nope kitchen's closed and they escort him out and then uh, Ben Affleck's like I think I should stay with you guys And, and, and the door closes and he's outside and he knocks again and James Gandolfini reluctantly opens the door and he's like He says, please, please let me stay with your family. He says, I will pay you $250,000. And then James Gandolfini immediately, without missing a beat, says, son. And takes him in (laughs) and gives him a big hug. And then the next shot is Catherine O'Hara walking into a closed bathroom and uh, and uh, Ben Affleck's taking a piss, and he's like, Mom? And he closes the door, and he's like, that guy's still here. He's like, yeah, I know. He says he's going to be staying with us for a couple weeks. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's going to give us $250,000. And he's like, you made that decision without me? He says, of course I did. It's $250,000. <laughs> <laughs> and they go as far to set down rules. He has his lawyer come in. Drawing like contracts. Drawing up contracts. And you have to be give him the the Christmas that he wants that he uh, all the, well, that's a lot of pressure. All what? the hotel glee, uh, all holiday glee, and they don't know what they're signing at first. And it starts ripping the, uh, the family apart and then it brings them back together in a, in a heartwarming way. And, Do they get the money? And then Christina Applegate shows up and he has it all worked out because he had a brother and he had two parents and it's perfect. They're going to pretend to be his family and everything. And then Christina Applegate shows up and he wants to, he's like, we got to renegotiate. Can, can we make her the mm. maid or something like that? And she's like, what the hell is going on here? And then kind of a love relationship works out with them. And it's just the comedy in it is so funny and it's, Sometimes it's racy. I mean, it's an R-rated movie. And m- probably the reason they don't play it on TV. There's, some, there's a great scene where Catherine O'Hara goes to, uh, Ben Affleck wants to make her feel better. He says, how about I pay for a uh, a whole makeover and photo shoot for you and you could give it to the husband? And he's, she's like, yeah, that would be awesome. And he goes, and the photographer is Udu Kerr, who you know in a lot of movies. He was, in, uh, he was the guy in Blade that they brought to the beach. He's very German. He played the human centipede doctor. A lot of people. I've never seen it, but I know he's he's played the doctor. In That's it. one of them. He's a very creepy dude that you see in a lot of. He's in a lot of uh, Lars Von Tier movies. You know him immediately if you saw him. He does the photographs of her and everything, and then uh, uh, the kid is surfing the net for porn through the whole movie. And then the, the grandfather that Ben F- Affleck <laughs> <Ben> like <laughs> hires somebody from the local theater company to play his grandfather that they call Doodah, some old guy that's just yeah. living there with him. And he goes up into the kid's room and he catches a kid looking at porn. He's like, oh, what are you looking at? And he says, he says, when I was a kid, we had to pay a girl 10 cents to show us their goodies. He says, how do you work this thing? And he's working the mouse and everything. And all of a sudden, the pitcher from the photo shoot that the mom took is photoshopped on this woman spread eagle uh, they don't show us but they show her legs and everything and, and uh, the grandfather's like dude that's your mom <laughs> And so that just shows you the level of raciness that they're not going to play on the normal thing but oh my god from as far as those irreverent kind of holiday movies like Ice Harvest is a big one. Uh, I don't think you, I've ever seen Bad Santa either. Bad Santa is great. I mean it's really really funny. I'm not I don't care much for the second one, but the first one is super funny. I mean it's racy as shit too, but it's Billy Bob being Billy Bob and Lauren Graham comes in as the love interest in it. Cloris Leachman plays that weird kind of absent-minded Chloris Leachman character that she played for the last 30 years of her life uh that was a good one man I I love those ones that you don't think like I know a lot of people talk about uh Die Hard which okay if you want to watch Die Hard Christmas I'm not gonna tell you not to watch Die Hard at Christmas but I mean obviously it wasn't specifically a Christmas movie Ice Harvest Ice Harvest is a great one you know I rewatched and oh I wanted to talk about this because me and Justin talked about it off the pod it's somewhat Christmas-related because I watched Lethal Weapon. I was like, why does Lethal Weapon... It's probably because of Mel Gibson. I was like, why does Lethal Weapon never get any love but Die Hard does and it's just as much Christmas in Lethal Weapon. The whole thing takes place at Christmas. I mean, she's... They're playing the opening song as Christmas music mm-hmm. but she jumps out the window mm-hmm. after doing the coke. So and they had Christmas decorations. Christmas up trees, and, uh, and, he'd, uh, and the whole end of it. It was when very they Christmas. went to kidnap, when they finally kidnapped
0: her, they came to the house, right?
1: Or, yep, when they came to the house, or yeah. when Mel Gibson was buying the Coke from the two guys that was at the Christmas tree factory, remember? Right. And uh, so anyways, this is kind of off the topic a slightly bit, but there is a director's cut of Lethal Weapon that is only available on the DVD. Not the Blu-ray, and not... On streaming, the only way you can see the director's cut is on DVD, and it has like six minutes more in it. And there's one for number two also. I haven't watched the second one. I just happen to own both of the director's cut because I'm sitting there and watching. This is a movie I've seen probably fifty times. And there's an and extra six minutes. A, you don't know about this is a scene at the beginning. Before I, she jumped. Before no, at uh, before they. Uh, it used to be the first time you saw Riggs was you saw him at his house. And then the next time you saw him, he was at the the Christmas tree thing buying the dope. And you didn't really know if he was a cop yet. Remember when he's talking to the guys and uh-huh. he shows his badge and everything? Yeah. There's a whole scene before that where he goes into a school shooting into the schoolyard and there's a sniper up top and everyone's hiding down and he's like already suicidal. And mm-hmm. he's like, is he, he asks the guy, is he shooting erratic? Is he shooting uh, good? And he's like, he's, he's shooting this, two people are down and everything. And everyone's trying to pull him away. And he just walks right into the, into the playground. And he looks up there and he screams, hey, do you shoot? Uh, other people are just kids and the guy re- reaches up and starts shooting at Riggs's feet he was just trying to get where he was mm. on there so the next time he looked Riggs just boom, 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 unloaded everything on him and then walked out and everyone came up and one of the cops is like you're crazy as hell man but you but you're a hero and he walks off and that's a whole fucking three minute scene it was awesome I was like where the fuck did this scene come from and I had and to it like make, it,
0: it- Puts you in him in a different light completely. It does. For the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah. And it's crazy. It's a great scene. i can see why they take the school shoot. shooting stuff out, though. Well, not back then, though. Back then, it didn't seem. This was 89 or 87. Like, it was probably 87. Like Sandy Hook was last
0: week. Yeah. 10 year anniversary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And NPR spent a lot of time on it. And I just, after a while, I couldn't yeah. listen to it. And
1: it wasn't like. The only thing we knew about the only thing that we knew it was a school shooting. It was it was a playground, (laughs) and there was a sniper up top. We didn't see kids around or anything like that. Uh, A couple teachers were down, but uh, it was a phenomenal scene, and I can't believe it. And I'm gonna always have to keep the DVD, and now I'm interested in going back to number two and seeing what the hell was on it. But yeah, any other Christmas movies that you uh, are particularly a fan of that you end up uh, catching, or do you watch Christmas movies at Christmas time? Really, not a whole lot. No. It's a big I, part of this house. I've world. been watching a lot of
0: JFK stuff.
1: Even more stuff came out. Did you hear about that? They released even more I, documents. I did, but I went back and I. So I bought that revisited.
0: I'm going to. From YouTube. I'm gonna, and I, because you'll go. And then I bought Fog of War. Yeah. And then I bought. Uh, that I gave you. Days. Didn't I
1: give you Fog of War on those DVDs? Or you just I had have have no DVDs. To,
0: I, I wanted them digitally. Digitally, yeah. So. Uh,
1: I went and bought, and anyone listening. I loved that Confess Fletch, and it's one of the first movies, and I John think this Hamlin. is going to, uh, the John Hamlin, this is going to be the first of many movies that they're just not going to make hard copies of. Uh, it's not available anywhere. You can't get a hard copy of it on eBay what's or the, anything. I mean, and, uh, what's the point? If you can no, sell I get it. more if, digitally. That's, that's fine. And you so can be I, a purist and keep... So when I rented it, it was five ninety nine, dollars or you could buy it for $10. have like so if I,
0: another new movie that ever came out on DVD, that wouldn't bother you. As long as I have it digitally. I, I, I mean, like to have. You still have all your old movies, and they yeah. still
1: it's special features is a lot of it. You get a lot on there. You know what will happen you don't have is like features. you'll get
0: those third party companies. Yeah. That come in and say we're gonna this one doesn't have a DVD. We're gonna license the yeah and then make this crazy. There'll be always ways they can make money off it.
1: Anyways, I went back on to purchase it for nine ninety nine. It's dropped down to four ninety nine. So you can own Confess Fletch on Apple iTunes right now for four ninety nine. So, don't yeah, just just buy it, people. I mean, well, I don't want to say that because then you'll be like, "Oh, Paul said this movie was good and this movie sucked." And I loved it. If I thought like it was If you like
0: Fletch, you'll like this movie, right?
1: Not necessarily. Okay. Yeah, then no buy. It. yeah, because Fletch was silly. Fletch was a silly comedy and everything. And John Hamm's not silly in this movie. It's like it's There's like a, it's more of a highbrow time. comedy than it is where Fletch seems like a little bit more lowbrow, like it's more like the the stuff with him, like the stuff with him in the uh, in the cell with Joe Don Baker, like Ooh. holding the gun on him and him yeah. making those types of jokes. It that's mostly that. That's this. It's not him putting on buck teeth, talking about uh, flying up and. Doing, doing, doing stuff doing like that stunt flying up there. there. there's moments in it where he he takes personas but he doesn't take it as goofy as yeah. as he did I, I think most of it I suppose was more in uh, Fletch lives <laughs> Fletch lives had a lot of it I'm calculus I'm calculus Johnson yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trigonometry Fletch yeah yeah <laughs> if you right. haven't
0: heard of the <laughs> emancipation proclamation <laughs> no made <animate> it <laughs> gave He's here
1: well, <laughs> cleavon little on that movie is awesome man. <laughs> yeah they should have made more of those back then but this is a different style of fletch and i love it and i love that they have so many different The fl- uh, perfect
0: look. fletch line i would direct him to number two when he rolled her over in bed and she was dead but yeah. he was like
1: you want to grab breakfast yeah guess not like he yeah, did it really i was quick. good but i didn't know I was that good <laughs> yeah but that was it's and like- that was like a john ham <laughs> that that could have flew in the thing or uh, there's a lot of funny stuff. I You definitely should see it. It's, it's definitely worth it. But yeah. All right. Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I have a lot of movies I'm still going to watch. I, I watched uh, Ernest Saves Christmas the other day. I love it. I love the opening. Maybe I'll start this episode with him doing that when he just sings, Oh, Christmas Tree. He doesn't know yeah. the lyrics. and He just says it over and over again. One of the funniest things in the movie. I love it. Uh, yeah, so I- I'm glad that they're still making Christmas movies. You yeah. know, Violent Night, like I said, Violent Night's going to be my-, my yearly thing now. I watched Krampus this year. Krampus just came out like, what, two or three years ago, and it- it's do you phenomenal. you still do presents? No. We stopped doing it. Yeah. It's stupid. We have money. <laughs> we can yeah. buy whatever we want. Yeah. What am I going to buy you some crap that I know that you won't want? <laughs> And,
0: Our tradition now is if we spend Christmas together, yeah. I make a, a really like elaborate meal.
1: Yeah. Even that I do every night. I I, mean, I, think I do for, it every night
0: but I don't go and buy like I think we're going to do fillet on Saturday night and but we're going to do seafood on nice.
1: Christmas. Nice. That's cool. And I for I think we'll just put our money towards like uh, vacations. I mean, that's that's where we, we want to always put our money. Just put our money towards vacations and that. If we want to go to Mexico. If we yeah. want to buy a new iPod. We'll just We're going go to go to the
0: Yucatan Peninsula. Now. Oh, nice, that's cool. The safe part of Mexico. <laughs> the safe part. <laughs> <laughs> Relatively, safe even the part.
1: resorts aren't safe there. <laughs> this is <isn't> a resort. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is like how <laughs> on the peninsula where yeah. the,
0: nobody, <laughs> nobody nobody bothers there. anybody over there.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I hope everyone has a great Christmas and. Yeah, leave it for the kids, man. Get the presents for the kids. Yeah, buy your kids' if presents. If you're an adult, buy your own shit. Yeah. <laughs> but we hope everyone watches some good movies of that time. If you want to get uh, a hold of us, you could always hit us up, fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com, or you could shoot us a like or a comment on iTunes or SoundCloud, or you could uh, just, what's up? What I P- missed? Carrier Pigeon. Uh, Carrier Pigeon, that's the other one. <laughs> no, fa- <laughs> Facebook and obviously iTunes and SoundCloud. But until next week when we start our first To Be Tuesdays. See ya! Bye.
0: Yeah, but what is that? It's a major award.